Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 83. We are a podcast that talks about pop culture things, and sometimes there's whiskey. It's an early morning if you're watching live. Um, thanks for joining us. My name is John. I'm joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Good. Good morning. I look more like I had a couple of glasses of whiskey last night. <laughs> and just kind of rolled out of bed ready for the podcast than I do having whiskey in the morning, I think. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be more disheveled for that or like have like glitter on your face or something. Right. It's right. Like more, yeah. more catastrophic. Some, yeah. some sort of remnants of the night before, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have like 20 like bar stamps on my hand back yeah. when that was like a thing, you know? Yeah. I forgot about that. You know, mm -hmm. bar stamps or wristbands or something yep. like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Dang. Mm. Next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we have a uh, just a freestyle show today. It's not. Um, we're not reviewing anything. We should be pretty spoiler free. We're just covering the news mm -hmm. in um, the entertainment space. We'll be talking Disney Plus Day. Um, everything went on there. Some gaming news. So Game Awards had their announcements, all that. But uh, before we get there, drink holidays. Reasons <laughs> to celebrate drinks. Yeah, 8.30 a.m. is the time to celebrate. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so this last week saw two very related holidays. Um, on November 17th and November 18th, we had World Zinfandel Day. And then we also had, and bear with me, everybody, Beaujolais Nouveau Day, which means nice. first wine of the season. Nice. I specifically looked it up because I was like, I mean, I know Nouveau, but I had yeah. no idea. So I was like, yeah. okay. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very specifically, it's a French celebration celebrating the first wine of the season. Okay. So. All right. Interesting. But yes, I, I have neither in my cup. Just, you know, good old American Joe in here. <laughs> okay yeah that sounds good uh yep. How about i'm the yourself? same yeah i i have a jurassic park mug mm. at least. look at that yeah you went cool i could have i could have pulled out so many mugs you know i could have pulled out <laughs> yeah. uh my my mug that says probably whiskey would have been very fitting mm -hmm. my shakespeare insults mug i do love that one when you said that i just pictured like RE4, you opening a jacket and just having all the mugs to pick from, you know? What are you buying? Yeah. yeah. Something. Dang it. All the mugs clanging. Yep. Yep. Clanging. Yep. Nope. Just just me and my, my well, sad, like, plain white mug, but life-giving yep. fluid inside. That's right. I, I don't know if I'm talking about it in this podcast or not, but mm. it's a bit of an aside. I guess some people really credit... Um, the like advancement of human civilization to the uh, creation and widespread like delivery of coffee. Really? Because all of a sudden we start seeing in like Renaissance days, we start seeing coffee becoming way more available, like, you know, in the West. And mm -hmm. the idea that people were able to become a lot more productive and like sharper, have sharper mind. Um, hmm. And now maybe it's coincidence. I don't know. Sure. But um, yeah, because it's supposedly kind of coincides as well with different areas of like 
um, artistic and cultural um, change and upheaval in like the Middle East. All of a sudden, they get coffee and they start getting this amazing architecture and stuff or whatever. Like more people get more things done. You know, so in a very weird, like, not to get too into, you know, like, history way, um, I, I totally find that plausible because in a lot of locations in, in kind of like older time periods, water was not drinkable. And mm-hmm. there were many solutions that people were trying, you know, to cleanse water enough to like be drinkable. But oftentimes it wasn't. So your alternative was like alcohol. That yep, was like your, exactly. your, you know, safe alternative. And so the rise of coffee as another like safe alternative, mm-hmm. instead of just being like, oh, it's breakfast time. I'm going to have like a mug of ale with my breakfast or like a goblet of wine. Like you, you suddenly had something that wouldn't like dull your senses, but would yep. wake you up and enhance them. Like that totally tracks, I think. Yep. So. I don't know. Something uh, is probably a lot written on it. I don't know, but I thought it was. I thought it was interesting, and it made sense. So, or just making yeah. up our own version of history over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyways, caffeine aside, um, mm-hmm. what have you managed to stay awake for uh, this week? So many things. So many things. I stayed awake to finish original Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I was very excited and proud of myself about that. And I even decided, you know, it's midnight and I could go to bed or I could watch the opening scene of Netflix's live action Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that seems like the smarter choice. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh. so, so I watched the first like 10 minutes um, through like the the intro theme song of Netflix's Bebop. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely have some thoughts like good and bad on that, but I will share another day. Okay. Um, speaking of Netflix, I finished Netflix's, uh, you, the show, uh, in case anybody's seen the the viral clip, I'm not talking about you, John, I'm talking about the show you, Mm. um, on Netflix. Uh, I finished the third season of that Found that fantastic really enjoyed it um it's very like if anybody hasn't heard of it it's very like horror psychological thriller plus like sort of slice of life of a murderer it's very funny and very weird and very dark and i love it so So. when you say viral clip i mean is was there a news thing yeah so so the netflix show you appeared in in a lot of like twitter feeds um because somebody was trying to say, um, you know, they were watching the show You, but they didn't say the show. They said they were watching You. And so mm-hmm. the person that they were talking to was like, what are you talking about? You were watching me. And it was like a whole like, no, I'm talking about you. And the person was like, you're not talking about me. So it was it was mm-hmm. a very back and forth, like who's on first. Like they they couldn't get on the same page. And finally... The person who had originally brought the show up had the presence of mind to say, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about a Netflix show. But this went on for like a solid two minutes. Wow. Where they were like back and forthing it and like they were just they weren't getting it. So it wasn't intentional. No, it wasn't. It it Mm. was very just like so on you. 
you know, they were they were just trying to shorthand it and just assume the other person knew that they were talking about the Netflix show and and they did not. And every time they tried to correct them, it did not go well. Okay. So of course okay. Netflix and then um the star of the show, Ped Badgley, like picked up on it and of course like started tweeting and being like, ah, what a great little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. What a great little unintentional bit. So that was making the rounds okay. on Twitter this week. I I so. did see something that I heard was was intentional. So it was like someone else playing off of that apparently. And I had no yes. idea what that was happening. So Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> like after after the unintentional incident happened, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to like yeah. have their yeah. own little, you know, recreation moment. Mm-hmm. But, okay. But yeah, cool. I just thought it was very funny that I was watching the show and then suddenly it was like all over Twitter. So Nice. Um, speaking of other shows, I did watch the first three episodes that were dropped on Amazon Prime of Wheel of Time and very pleasantly surprised. I was very nervous for the show. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I definitely have like some very small criticisms and things, especially as a reader of the books, but overall, I think it's really well done. It's got great production value. Like, Okay. Insane. They they definitely spent money well. Nice. So, yeah. That's great. I I would highly recommend. I think the first season's going to be 8 episodes and they're dropping each Friday now the week after they've released these first 3. So. Okay. Um Yeah, they'll put us around Christmas, I suppose, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I would highly recommend watching them. I think even for readers of the books like or not re- people who haven't read the books, like it might take a hot second to get into it like almost any show, but I think they do a great job of like playing to the people who know it and who don't. So, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. Give that a shot. I definitely intend to, to get to that, to trying that one this week. Yeah. And I know, uh, I know our, uh, previous podcast guest, Phil, um, is also, you know, a fellow fan of the books and loved the show. So I know he'd love to talk about it. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Um, what's this other show you have in here? I don't know that I've heard oh, of that, that one. <laughs> so that that's actually not a show. I did some reading. Good old fashioned oh, reading. I cracked wow. open a book. Um <laughs> yeah, I read The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. And it's a it's a book that flips between like a modern day woman who's on an anniversary trip in London, um, goes mudlarking in the Thames, which is basically just like digging for treasure in the river, um, finds this old like apothecary bottle and just is like, oh, I wonder like, you know, who this belonged to and like, you know, see if I can see and find anything out about it and ends up finding like, uh, an entire like hidden back room in an old alleyway where this like apothecary practiced and kind of ends up solving like a Victorian era murder case by, you know, kind of just like digging into the past. And then like the other half of the book is like told from like Victorian era that the apothecary that she's investigating, it's told from her point of view. So very See? interesting. If I was like, if I was, I guess, thinking like a writer should be, I could have come up with this kind of story this year. I was, we like, um, got rid of this section, um, of like junk and stuff in our Mm -hmm. one field 
And so we're going through cleaning up all the sticks and branches and rocks and some of that. And I, you find little treasures and yeah. I found too, a little, some little bottles that, you know, whatever they had oh, hey. and who knows what in there. I had like four of them or something like that. If I, you know, it could have been like, yeah, what was in these? Right. Exactly. Poison? Must've been poison that, that, uh, old family members. They didn't like another, <laughs> their cousin. Jed, yeah, see, dig it, dig into your family history. Any, yeah. any sudden mysterious deaths happening mm -hmm. or. <laughs> Right. People right. disappearing in the farmland. Yep. Uh, well, I'll say quickly, too, uh, as an aside, Mike is in the chat. Thank you for jumping in hey. this morning um, to the stream. And then Alan says that there is a TV show in uh, adaptation and development for the lost apothecary. What? That's awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought, I mean, it's. A solid book. It's, I, and I could definitely see how it would be a good TV show, especially flipping, like, point of view of, you know, like, the present moment, somebody investigating this, like, Victorian-era mystery, and then, like, flipping back to that time and, mm -hmm. like, this woman kind of living through it and how, you know, those stories are told. So, yeah, I could see it being a TV show. Uh, is, you know, are we, is our culture overall at a, like, a loss here that we <laughs> that nothing can ever just be its own thing ever again and like i i mean before many moons ago you'd have <laughs> um if you were writing something that was like the method you had to tell your story sure that's what there was and it, you didn't think about another art form or medium because this is it. And so right. it's like the detail, the precision over the words and like just it was because that was the final form, you know? Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, it definitely happens in the comic space. Everyone's writing to get that deal. Mm -hmm. Everyone is writing not for their medium or their art form. They're they're writing to get noticed by Hollywood to sell their rights to make a movie or a TV show. Yeah. And I just think it changes what is written, how it's written, the, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, matter? yeah, I, I do. I think, you know, we've always had situations where writers aren't just writing sometimes to write. You know, um, when I think back to like Dickens or Victor Hugo, they wrote because they were oftentimes getting paid by the word. So mm. they inserted a lot of extra stuff into their books mm -hmm. because, hey, I can and I get paid for it. So, you know, I'm not right. always telling my story to tell my story. It's, you know, I'm getting paid. So you've always had like different influences for writers for why, you know, maybe a tale comes out the way that it does. Um, but of course, like you say, like, now it's not just about like money. It's not just about like my book deal. It's about like I am I am writing in this medium to be in another medium. Yep. Yep. And and I guess, you know, you could argue that there are influences of that in the, like in the Victorian era when newspapers were becoming um, you know, sort of part of everyday life and they were becoming so ubiquitous that 
writers, you know, were writing novels, but to appear in weekly installments of newspapers. Mm. Is, is that really that different? Or is it, you know, oh, they're still going to be appearing in print, so it's not quite the same. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's still, it's kind of a, yeah. I mean, what's the goal? It's still to, is it to then sell newspapers or is right. it to sell, to drive people to the novel? Or is it just, I just want to make money. Hands, probably. You know? <laughs> yeah. All, so, all three. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that, look, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, like despise anyone for it. I understand. Like if you're, you're a writer, right. you're not like, you're trying to get a book deal. You're not, you know, it's not like a, you know, I'm raking, rolling in the dough, you know? So the dream is, oh, I can sell the rights to this, to, you know, some studio. And I have the next game of Thrones here. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I get that, you know, but I do think you potentially, lose something when you're yeah. not focused on the uh the here and now or whatever well and not to not to put too much onus on the writer but why not if that's your ultimate goal write your book and you know if that's still what you want to do write a book that tells the story that you want to tell in a book and then also write a screenplay or yeah. like write like a pitch for you know what i mean like just write both things Maybe once you write one or the other, you'll see like, hey, this doesn't need to be a book or hey, like, nope, this this is absolutely a book. It does not translate well to film, you know, mm -hmm. or I don't think it will. Well, or if your thing is or if it um, does. Yeah. And pitch both. Because I suppose, you know, you could just go straight to writing the script, but it's right? harder to be noticed that way. If you can get something printed and you get some people to read it, you're not you're not selling a script for people to read. So, I mean, obviously people shop around scripts, but if you're not known, then how do you get yeah. eyes on it? Yeah, I just think it would be an interesting like litmus test if a writer had to, you know, if they were like, OK, I'm writing and I'm hoping like maybe ultimately this is going to be a screenplay or, you know, a TV yep. show or whatever. Try writing it. See yeah. if it actually needs to be and if it actually works, if somebody would buy it, yeah. you know, and then if and then if your agent is like, yep, let's just get this book out so it gets noticed and then we can think about it like great. Or maybe somebody's going to read it and be like, no, no, yep. it doesn't work this way. Yep. Well, I did a little reading to this week, too. Um, Excellent. Though in uh, <laughs> comic book form. So <laughs> like uh it's less reading involved but it's still there um we were looking around the bookstore and um i was interested in what different manga i can read i guess and saw one called akame ga kill zero and i oh, watched yeah. the anime akame yeah. ga kill and so i was like well, what is zero and it's it's a prequel mm -hmm. um so picked up the first volume of that and it feels a lot like the show. I thought it was a, it was a good start. So now I have the next few volumes ordered. Um, yeah. I, I, have you seen a comic got kill? I haven't seen it the whole way through, but I've seen a couple of episodes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When it, 
when it was recommended to me some number of years ago, I thought, well, it's like came out, I believe, around the time of Kill a Kill. I'm just like, that sounds similar. It's got this mm-hmm. this female lead with a sword. I'm just it felt like it was going to be to the same or something. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different show. Yes, so absolutely. When, it is. <laughs> when Ashley and I watched it, we were pretty surprised um, how much yeah. we liked it. Uh, I thought it this it was very nice. It's just like a season and then done. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty impressed with it. So I was excited for some, some more content here as a, as a prequel and, uh, I'm enjoying it so far. So excellent. would definitely recommend, um, in the, uh, Japanese department of culture <laughs> content here. I also, uh, watch some more My Hero Academia. I'm, All right. I'm pretty far behind. I need to start putting more time into powering through that one, especially as more and more shows come out, you know, mm-hmm. I got to get to uh, wheel of time and um, arcane. I really want to watch arcane. Same. I've heard which, some really great things about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I was not intending to watch it at all, but it just, everything I hear about it is ravings just so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that it was going to land with people and then everybody seems to be really loving it. Mm-hmm. So and, I'm, nor- I'm not normally one to jump on the train, but I don't know. I'm intrigued as to, you know, what it is about the show that has everybody talking. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, and I'm not a League of Legends person at all. I mm-hmm. There's this meme I, I've shared with some friends that I absolutely love. It's when the, the Steam Deck was being announced and coming out and stuff it's the first panel is like steam deck can play league of legends nintendo switch can't play league of legends <laughs> like inclusion nintendo switch is better um <laughs> just the toxic terrible great. nature of league of, but look a lot of people like it so but I, I understand you don't need to like league of legends at all to uh to appreciate mm-hmm. this show so i'll be getting there um ghost of tsushima i started up again i'm always like i get allured or like call the siren song of new games and different stuff <laughs> and i'm just torn but you know it's not like back in the day when i was a kid and there's a nintendo 64 game or something it's a 60 dollars a pop and i get one and you better play with that for quite a while you know mm-hmm. and yeah. now it's like with game pass and with you know free games on the epic store and plus everything i've already gotten and then new things coming out i pick up it's just like what do i play what do i play Mm -hmm. and so i'm Mm -hmm. like okay what do i really want to play here so i i jump back into that despite being worried about being able to pick up on it again and not knowing Mm -hmm. the controls and stuff but i kind of wanted why i wanted to bring it up because the game clearly knew that it had been a while since i played it (laughs) <laughs> and so it did a really good job of like giving the the helper pop-ups oh, and stuff sure. automatically. Sure. And you can go in the options and actually reset the guide stuff as well. So like you just forgot how to call your horse or to sure. you know crouch and like use your extra sense or whatever, you know, all that stuff. Um it it re-suggests that. So I, nice. it was very easy to get back into um other than like getting my muscle memory back for not dying all the time. 
Um, a little bit of Black Back for Blood. Been playing a little bit of Halo Infinite. We'll get to that later. And yeah. then um, watch Ghostbusters and the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, you watched it? Yeah. Nice. It's uh, uh, like spoiler free. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Yeah, yeah thumbs up. Um, awesome. It was like this last minute thing where, hey, this theater is playing early ghostbusters afterlife yeah and um and so i thought well okay let's try to squeeze in the first ghostbusters which we did um which i was very happy about because there was a lot lot of callbacks callbacks. yep yeah a lot of things i totally would have forgotten about sure and so yeah i uh if you see it we'll do a review of it sometime or otherwise it's I, I do recommend seeing it if you're a Ghostbusters fan. So, yeah, definitely. I I do enjoy the Ghostbusters. It's uh, definitely like a, a pre-Halloween classic. You know, mm. I mean, we're we're normally about the the horror here, but I think Ghostbusters is just one of those that's like, yeah, you get nostalgic yeah. for it around that time. Yeah. No, and we kind of like, oh, we get to kind of continue Halloween a little bit. You know, yeah, for sure. Video games and then some Ghostbusters. So, all right. Well, that's my rambly long week of different things uh, going on. We did have mm-hmm. some news this week um, yeah. that are probably interesting to viewers. Disney Plus Day. So much. So it's been out, what, I think they were celebrating two years of the service being around, which is crazy. Yeah, it's got to be two years or one. No, it's got to be it's got to be two. First year was Mandalorian and then they moved into WandaVision and right, right. You know, we had like a summer break or something and then we moved in. uh, Yeah, no, it was because we got we got Disney Plus for I mean, the kick in the butt was WandaVision. So obviously, like it had already been around. I just forget. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been it's been a while. Um, they gave us kind of a recap video if for yeah. like things you've missed in the Marvel space. Um, yeah, there were some other things, but basically, I guess, focus on mostly the Marvel things. Um, mm-hmm. Then they kind of gave snippets, another trailer of Hawkeye and snippets mm-hmm. of Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, a whole bunch of different things. We yeah. didn't get much from most of them. Just little pieces. Little, yeah. Or even just like for some of them, j- literally just the title. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> just mm-hmm. to like let you know it's happening. Which, yep. I don't know. I mean, you know, was a little weird, but also at the same time, like obviously you can't show everything. So whatever. Yeah. Interest- interesting to know. Like some some of the shows I was like, I'm interested why you're doing a show about this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I am Groot. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about that. Or Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. sure why that's a show or a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, but other ones yeah. I was really excited about. Like, obviously, we got some little pieces of Moon Knight. And um, we got, like, the very, very tiniest piece of She-Hulk, which mm-hmm. I am excited slash terrified for because I loved that cartoon along with X-Men which they told us they're giving us X-Men 97. Very mm-hmm. nervous slash excited. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
There's yeah, a lot was, of properties in there. Yeah, it was it was a lot, um, which it is interesting that, you know, I'm sure the idea is, hey, subscribe to our service because we have so many things coming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, clearly some of them are are ways out when we you have nothing to show. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it would have done them better to just give us what they actually could show us a little something of or just do mm -hmm. this whole kind of lineup. People always like looking at those timelines, you know, mm -hmm. here's everything announced and about when it's coming yeah. out and that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like if I were in charge of this, I feel like the first part was good. I mean, you know, gave you a lot of like recap and, you know, for somebody who hasn't seen the Marvel shows yet, good teasers of like, hey, you're if you're already here or you're thinking about subscribing, here's what you can already watch and here's how good it is. Um, but then it felt like we kept picking up the pace and like getting less and less show. And I feel like I would have rather had expanded pieces of Moon Knight and expanded pieces of She-Hulk and mm -hmm. then just flash the titles of the rest of them and show me when they're coming out. Sure. And then and then that's it. Like, I just I kept feeling like, oh, we're getting a little bit less. Oh, we're getting a little bit less, a little bit sure. less, a little bit less. And rather than feeling like the trailer was picking up pace Building and momentum and excitement, mm -hmm. yeah, I felt like it was diminishing. Sure. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it would have been nice to have like, uh, you know, we get kind of a little teaser of Moon Knight, a little teaser of She-Hulk, and then maybe a little bit of talking to some of the writers and some of the mm -hmm. cast or whatever, you know. So if you didn't yeah. have, if you were ready to show more, you could, you know, talk about it a little bit. Mm. But Alan said, uh, what if zombie had a zombies episode marvel's what if which i know was part of this because they were announcing a season two mm -hmm. which is maybe why they're doing marvel zombies but like i just don't feel like you can make a whole show out of that <laughs> you yeah, know what well, i mean like yeah. i just i find it very weird like i saw the like the preview of the zombies episode for what if and like that seems interesting and what you know what would happen if like the Avengers were zombies, like what would happen to the world? It seems like a really interesting episode. It seems like if I tried to watch a TV show of that, that would just like drag on forever. <laughs> and like, yeah. I feel like we're already ready to be done with zombies a la Walking Dead, which I mean, drag on forever. I think so, right? But <laughs> I mean, Back for Blood came on not long ago and that's a lot of zombies and people were liking that. I, I was liking that. But again, it wasn't about, it wasn't, because of the zombies right it could have been aliens i don't care yeah what, I you know it's really not important. yeah i feel like that's something different like that's like a contained like it's a game there's like a purpose like you it's not like we're gonna have back for blood that stretches out like two years or something you mm -hmm. know what i mean like you don't have to stretch the storyline whereas like i'm just not sure other than like hey we made the avengers into zombies like where that would go yeah yeah, I I'm glad there's some. It looks like some variety. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, what, what what are you most excited for from this? Like, what are you really looking forward to? What looks promising? Well, I so I am definitely excited for Loki season two because I thought one was so fantastic. So okay. I'm ready to see where that goes. Like I said, I'm very excited slash terrified for She Hulk and X Men '97. 
because those were huge staples in my childhood. Loved those cartoons. Absolutely loved them. So I I really hope that Disney is going to do them justice. Um, I am totally psyched about Agatha, House of Harkness, uh, because she was one of my favorite characters from WandaVision. And Catherine Hahn, I just thought, like, stole the scene whenever she was on the screen. So I'm I'm ready to have a whole TV show about her and her life and her background. I think it's going to be great. Um, I am – the final thing I'm excited for, even though I know almost nothing about it, um, is Echo, who I know we're going to be seeing in Hawkeye uh, very, very briefly. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that storyline, if it's going to tie into, like, the whole Daredevil universe at all. Mm-hmm. Or not? It's it, it'd be. I mean, it'd be crazy be not to. If they didn't, yeah, yeah, you know. it'd be crazy if they didn't. But I don't know. <laughs> it, it's kind of I mean, sad the state that I'm in, where when I'm I am looking through all this stuff with the with the lens of like, okay, where are they going to put Daredevil? Where's Kingpin? Yeah. You know, stuff. yeah, like, um, and you know, hoping that 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 that's coming true and then that it's done well. Because mm-hmm. right now we have the rumor that, yeah, we'll have Kingpin for sure in Echo at, mm-hmm. at the very least. And then um, Daredevil and potentially others, his, you know, his friends and coworkers in She-Hulk. Um, yes. Yeah. Because you know, she's a lawyer. And so mm-hmm. we have interesting. It'd be kind of interesting if we had a, a case against each other, you know? Yes. That would be fun. So be very in the spirit of She-Hulk too to like yeah. be very cheeky about that. Yep. Yeah, I um I don't know. I'm kind of interested in reading a little bit of She-Hulk because I've never read any She-Hulk. Oh, okay. Um I don't really know much too much about the character. Um like a normie, I looked up some stuff uh to know <laughs> a little more, but I haven't actually consumed much of the content myself. So um I don't want to try that. I, I love the actress for She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a cool casting pick. And yep. I did watch quite a bit of Orphan Black. That's mm-hmm. where I know, know her or whatever. And yep. um, so, yeah, I, I've, I, Moon Knight, I'm most excited for on what they've mm-hmm. shown. Um, yeah. I think that it looks darker than the other things. I think that it's... Um, I, Oscar Isaac looks like he's doing a good job with this, you know, mm-hmm. it, um, it doesn't look silly. So yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, Ms. Marvel, like, so mm. um, I have an issue as a like classic comic book fan, or I guess an older one or whatever, of everything that they've done in the comic book space with Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel. Like, it was some number of years ago they took and they, like, reworked this whole stuff where, you know, if you remember watching the the X-Men cartoon, mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. was in the black, like, one piece of the lightning bolt and Rogue yep. took her powers. Yep, That's how Rogue became super-powered. Oh, that was otherwise just her absorption. Mm-hmm. That was Ms. Marvel. Yes. And Captain Marvel was a Marvel guy. And uh, and so they at some point decided, OK, we're going to 
We're going to give away the Captain Marvel banner to Carol Danvers. And then we're going to have Kamala Khan call herself Ms. Marvel. Mm -hmm. So a whole big shift around that Mm -hmm. um, I think was surprising to people that had read those characters for quite a while. Well, this is the way that Marvel Cinematic Universe does. They seem like they mostly just take the new stuff. Things that have been done recently damned if people cared for it or not that's what they're going to use you know and dc does this too you know largely a lot um and but my biggest gripe with ms marvel is it seems like they're changing her powers like there there's this character that we've seen now in the avengers game and that we people know from the comic or whatever and what it unless i'm missing something generally her power was like kind of like mr fantastic she could be real stretchy and make her hands big. That's always how you see her with her big hands and arms way stretched out. She could mm-hmm. like completely body manipulation, manipulation in that way. Sure. But I think it's like either they're like, well, we don't want to step on the toes of potentially Mr. Fantastic when we do have him. Sure. Or like budgetary wise, we're worried about the visual effects of that in a, a television show. Mm-hmm. And so... It looked like they're doing, I've listened to some other people do a breakdown, like she has some sort of energy manipulation of like, mm-hmm. like they show her running around on these purple discs that she, I, I, very strange yeah. to me. They took this character that people supposedly, that like normal people that never read comic books really love, and mm-hmm. they're going to put her in the show and then completely change her powers. Yeah, I, I found that to be weird also. Um I was having, I had a hard time. Miss Marvel was one of the ones that I thought was like so brief that Mm. I was like, I'm not really getting much from what you're showing me other than this like very brief, different power. So I don't know if like that's, you know, going to be an addition to or if it's a total replacement of. Yeah. But that, that to me was one of the poor inclusions in this because there was just so much. I don't know, like maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just felt incomplete to me. Sure. I think that the, the ideas they want to have, uh, <clears throat> Marvel Kamala Khan in the new Marvel's movie. Sure. Uh, what's, is that what I think it's called, isn't it called the Marvel Marvels? Um, I thought it's, so. It's Captain America, Captain Marvel two, whatever yeah. that is. So, they don't want to spend all the time to tell her backstory in that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a little backstory here. Sure. Just, yeah. Um, let's see. What do you think of the, the brief look we got of She-Hulk? Like literally the, the look the of leg. her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Her> like <standing laughs> the up. leg pan up. Mm-hmm. I mean, good. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't get a whole lot, which I actually, uh, appreciated not getting a total look at She-Hulk. I think that was well done, even though I wish like we could have seen more of the show itself. Uh, But so far, I mean, special effects look on par. They had, you know, Bruce Banner, actual Mm -hmm. Hulk in there. I mean, the the special effects look on par with anything we've seen in the Avengers movies. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad at least, you know, they know where to throw their money. Yeah. Yeah. 
So no, yeah, I, I mean, she she looked like you know, she Hulk did in the cartoons, which is you know Hulk but slimmer. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. And then we're talking X Men '97. That one was definitely the surprise for me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know nowhere. what that was when I what that was an interesting thing. They said nowhere in this special what that was. Mm-hmm. X-Men 97, what is this? You just put in the shows like HDified or something? I, I like I no idea. Um, yeah, I didn't realize they were continuing the cartoon mm-hmm. until later. And I read stuff. Um, this will be so I'm ex- I'm excited for this if they stick to like they did with which was kind of the whole idea of the original cartoon was mm-hmm. retelling classic X-Men storylines in right. the cartoon format. Right. Um, if they do that, and they'd like pick up where they left off and kind of time period, then I'm excited. Hell yeah. If they just make stuff up, then I'm not excited. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't, they... I don't want it to be like, let's tell new stories in like old car- cartoon format. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't want it to be like, oh, look at the throwback, like, you know, lens we're looking style. at and like yeah. the style we're doing. Yeah. I don't want that. Like if they literally want to pick up from the show, I'm like you said, I'm super excited. I'm all here for it. I'm going to be like a little kid again with my Saturday morning cartoons and watching X-Men and She-Hulk and just mm-hmm. loving life. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those. We just got like a, a snippet, a very yep. like, look at all the X-Men. Look at, you know. Look at how they look, just like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> it it's going to be interesting because when, you know, so 90, at 97, 1997, mm-hmm. we're approaching quickly the years where we had a big shift, you know, mm-hmm. like late 90s, uh, early 2000s comic books from the mainstream for sure were really having trouble and they've kind of had ever since um, the saving grace was coming to film, you know, bringing movies um, and we were going to be soon getting X-Men, the movie mm-hmm. and in the comic books to, to parody the film and to like hopefully tie off of that, you know, it's like, Oh, people are interested in the X-Men movie. So we're going to do comics that are similar in ways mm-hmm. Um, we had a completely different shift in tone. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden in the comics, all the X-Men were wearing like black leather kind of things. Yeah. You know, um, so the 90s, 80s sort of colorful costumes we're familiar with went away. Yeah. And so we don't have too many years to deal with here when we're talking X-Men uh, 97. Mm-hmm. We can basically move into the early 2000s thousands until things all of a sudden flip i don't know what 2000 year that was but mm-hmm. see when the first x-men movie came out um well and it's 2000 it's, it's okay so we have three i mean if you count 97 98 99 i don't know if you get to count 2000 we have three maybe four mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's hard to tell sometimes what disney thinks about which Things are going to be like one season or one off and which things continue. Because when when I went into like 
the first releases of the Marvel shows, you know, like WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was like one season, two seasons, I don't know. And then it seemed like they were like, nope, we're just going to do these like little mini specials. And then Loki came along and they were suddenly like, nope, we're doing a season two of Loki. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like what was yeah. what was the rationale there? Not that Loki wasn't good enough to deserve a second season because it absolutely is. But, you know, what went into, nope, we're only going to do one season of WandaVision. Yes, we're going to do two seasons of Loki. So this mm-hmm. to me is like another like, so are they, are we doing X-Men 97 just solo? Or are we getting an X-Men 97 and then we're going to get an X-Men 98? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Who's, who's that's thinking, right. who's thinking of continuing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I, and I, I mean, it depends if Marvel is still on the idea that the tele the streaming service shows are going to be offering flavor for the mm-hmm. cinematic universe. You know, obviously right. it's all one, but still like, so we're getting, so they don't have to provide as much context in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness right. for what has gone on with Wanda since. Right. They can kind of just move forward a little quicker. You know, they and and audiences will miss a little bit and they might have a few extra questions, but they can reference a show then. They can figure to, it like, out, yeah. Get that fill that filler. And yeah. same with like, well, we saw that obviously who is gonna become Captain America. Mm-hmm. And then we so we can get the context for that now or whatever. So if they're still viewing the streaming service in that way, then we can look at it as just expediting something. So Loki they obviously didn't get to where they need to for explaining like our main villain and how this is presumably it's going to kind of multiverse. Yeah. It's going to set up things that are going to happen in the main, in the movies. Mm. Um, And I don't know. I think they think Loki's popular and they don't have a place for him in the movies right now. So Mm -hmm. we're going to use this television vessel to, you know, keep him going and, yeah, and I, I think that all makes sense. Um, it's just sometimes surprising to me, you know, mm-hmm. what things what things are, especially, I, I know I belabor this because I really loved WandaVision, but introducing White Vision and then just like, mm-hmm. let that go. It's like, who decided that that was going to be a thing? And then we're, I mean, are we picking it back up at some point? Is it right. TV? Is it movie? Is it something? Or are we just really gonna let that go yeah it'll be interesting to see because if that's a a return returning thing will it be like flashback to the tv show in case you missed it or will it be like well that's what's there and um you're really just gonna have to go and i go watch it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it'll be interesting how they they do that um i like your idea of doing 97 98 99 mm-hmm. three seasons keep it keep I, I would, it short yep. keep it tight mm-hmm. keep it good yep um then let's see um ironheart they just flashed the logo mm-hmm. up or whatever this yeah. is a this is one i wish they wouldn't do really wish they wouldn't do mm. this you know, to me it's like i i don't want to see every marvel hero that we uh that comes and goes in the Mm -hmm. universe 
to need a direct replacement. Sure. You know, I just don't, yeah. I don't, uh, I think that lets a lot of valuable characters sit on the back burner just because you feel like you need a, a direct analog to a whatever character that's beloved. Yeah. So I'm, I am not a fan of any of those kind of moves. Um, that basically cover the Marvel side of Disney plus day. I think so. Um, um, I did see just to like bring it up quick because we're talking about it. They had released, and I don't know when these were, um, but for anybody who is sort of not needing a catch up or a refresher on anybody, they have two series. Um, one is uh, Legends, which is basically just going like character by character and being like, here's where Wanda is right now in the MCU. Oh, okay. Like, you know, here's where like Iron Man is. Here's where Captain America is. Here's where Thor is. And they're like 15-ish, 20-ish minutes, just like recaps of like everything that's been going on for that character in the okay. MCU. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then they also have uh, Assembled, which goes like show by show, not every single one. Um, but they do like, here's how this show came together. You know, like here's how WandaVision came together or here's how Shang-Chi came together. Like, you hmm. know, kind of like the building pieces of like, what's in this movie? What does it mean? Um, and, and, you know, maybe some, I haven't seen all of them. So maybe some sneak previews for what's next for the character or, or the film. Um, cool. So yeah, those are just two kind of, you know, if you either need to catch up or you're interested in learning more about some of the lore and some of the things that go into making some of the movies, Disney's got some like behind the scenes stuff. Looks pretty okay. cool. Nice. Um, come back to Disney Plus Day for just a, in just a second. Yeah. Um, but wanted to <clears throat> um, bring up the Spider-Man trailer that came out yeah. on Tuesday. Um, did you watch it? I did. I did. I'm so excited for Alfred Molina. I can't mm. even. He is just one of my favorite pieces of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm so stoked that he's coming back. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't show more, but I'm okay with it too. Yeah. Like, um, it, I, I'm excited. It's like definitely uh, looks like it's going to be a big one. I, it's interesting to read about it a little bit that it sounds like they've had like uh, what's his Tom Holland didn't mm -hmm. particularly love some stuff about it. And they said they like oh. sat down and chatted about where the movie could go. And they okay. changed the script a lot. OK, um, interesting. Yeah, it's we're getting these kind of production um, like, for instance, Doctor Strange is in lots of reshoots, tons right. of reshoots. Um, and so people are worried about that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes that works out for the best. You know, mm -hmm. it means they're getting critiques and they're changing things and, you know, hopefully, you know, improving upon. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for the. Spider-Man movie. The trailer looks fun. It does. Um, 
let's see. Okay, we're I'm trying to decide where I want to go here. Um, so <laughs> just we mentioned Eternals the other week. We talked about it with yeah. Pete a little bit because he'd seen mm -hmm. it. I still have not seen it. Um, mm -hmm. It's been Same. a real mix of like good and bad. What I've heard from people, but it seems like it's doing pretty well in the box office. But like better, I I haven't seen now the latest figures. But when I looked the in its second week. Um, it was doing pretty well. Like there's always mm -hmm. their ex the expected drop off and right. it was far less than than often or anticipated. So mm. um so maybe word have... of mouth from those who yeah. have enjoyed it, you know, like hey, it's not as bad as, you know. I mean, that's never like a great thing that you want to be like, hey, it's right. not that bad. But you know what I mean? Like there there can if it's not, especially for Marvel, like this big, immediate, booming success, I think people are like, ooh, it's terrible. Like, I should stay away. And I think yep. maybe perhaps those that saw it and liked it are like, uh, no, it's don't don't think that just because it's not the best, it's bad. Yeah. So it might have a little turnaround, might have might have legs and be interesting to to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. um, we can we had another director come out and say uh Talk smack about comic book movies. Yep. <laughs> Ridley Scott. And I quote, Shocker. Superhero movie scripts are not any effing good. They're mostly saved by special effects, and that's becoming boring for everyone who works with special effects if you've got the money. Mm -hmm. um, end quote. Ridley Scott. And I was asking, you know, friends and stuff, like, you know, are we are we tired? I mean, obviously we're talking about all and stuff, but are we tired of of these yet, or are we just as entertained, or is it just like kind of a, it's just kind of a staple now? It's like we just yeah. they're coming. We're why not? We we're gonna them. see them, you know. And but it's not the wow factor that it used to have, you know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think there's probably. It's probably a fair critique to say that script quality has dropped off a bit. Um, not that, you know, superhero movies still can't be good or, or be well written. But yeah, probably there's not the time and the care in crafting them that there maybe was in the early day of Marvel. When they were, you know, just sowing the seeds of like all of their plans and like writing out the first movies for everybody and, and putting everything out. Um I think there there definitely was a lot of care taken to craft those stories. And yeah, could be a bit second nature now. Um, it does seem like special effects wise, they do have to keep upping the game, which can be cool or can be, you know, wildly unbelievable. I am a little worried about Hawkeye in mm. particular. Um there were some effects in that trailer that I just I wasn't sure that I was a fan of. Like okay. a lot of like the slow down, up close face shots, Hawkeye's sideways shooting arrows. I was like, oh, I don't know. I think this is supposed to be cool. And I don't know that I think it is cool. Okay. Or like the car chase scene mm -hmm. where they're like panning the camera around like different effects wise. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like that either. Like, I don't yeah, know. That they're I... trying to do something unique there. Yeah. To keep. Yeah. Keep spinning it. And, and I didn't know that going. I needed that. So I think it's a, I think it's a fair thing to say. But again, doesn't mean like some of them can't be good and perhaps Ridley Scott's a little salty. <laughs> yeah. 
So he certainly um, uses a number of special effects in his own shows. So yes. I don't I don't think it's like totally fair to like dismiss it, but yeah. I I get probably where he's coming from. Yep. Um switching gears to um you know, the magic of spe special effects to the magic of <laughs> Hogwarts and yeah. the Wizarding World. Yeah. Um, what's this going on? What's what's yeah, happening here? Yeah, HBO Max announced this week that it will be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter, which thank you for making me feel super old, HBO. Um, they are going to have like a special that is released in the very first day, January 1st of the new year, 2022, um, that's bringing together the entire cast to talk about their experiences, kind of relive some of the movie moments, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one interviews, group interviews, uh, a whole, like, behind-the-scenes remembering, um, which I think is going to be really fun. It's, huh. you know, the, fir the first time that the entire cast has gotten together. Sure. Um, obviously, sadly, minus Richard Harris, the first Dumbledore, who, of course, passed yeah. away. And then, of course, Alan Rickman. That mm -hmm. will be, I think, a huge, um, a, a huge loss and will be probably felt there mm -hmm. very keenly so are they celebrating like harry potter in general or the films or the books is it 20 years of the films or 20 years of harry potter 20 years of harry potter okay. um 20 years of i think the books okay. i mean it's obviously slash the movies since the entire cast is right is getting there but uh yeah i think it's yeah, just it's a more general Okay. Yeah, there's kind of an interesting like distinction there because they have um you know, the films and the books are separate things. You definitely have yeah. people that are <laughs> are fans more of one or the other. Yeah, for and, sure. Um it um Yeah, I unfortunately I you can't really like do much with the books other than, you know, like interview JK Rowling. Yeah. Which which, which I don't think they are actually. Yeah, I'm not, which, I'm not positive on that. Which is what I thought I'd heard. Which is why I thought maybe it was more about the movies, and that would be more acceptable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're gonna focus more on the movies because it's easier to do. Right. And H HBO is obviously offering all of the Harry Potter movies for streaming, so I'm sure right. they're. It's a it's a little bit of a chance to like you know tout their own platform. Yep. Um. But if it's so 20 I mean, years like of Harry Potter in general, <clears throat> I think so. I, I wouldn't be doing this special if you don't interview the author that's still alive. It's just it really it's very odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you, you want to hear if it's about that, you want to hear the story of like how it how I mean, and some, some of us have, you know, how it came to be writing these things mm -hmm. on the like napkin and stuff on the train and all this, you know, all this, these things. But like, that's right. something you would have in this special. So celebrate the life of this. I am incorrect. It is 20 years of the movies. Now you feel even older, right? I do feel even older. <laughs> I, I was like, there's no way it can be 20 years of the movies. It has to be of the books. Nope. First movie was released November 14th, 2001. Okay. Yeah. No, I feel I feel 20 times older. 
now that I know. <laughs> it's been 20 years since the first movie. Okay. Jesus. It's it's still a little weird, but it's more understandable now. It's like yeah, no, it, and this it, is it makes more sense. Yeah, no, I was absolutely convinced it could not be twenty years in the movies. I was like, no way, the actors aren't even like that old. Like they, they it would have been playing Harry Potter when he was like six. Nope, nope. Gif. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll wheel up in our uh, wheelchairs. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, together in the group home and (laughs) take out our dentures to eat some popcorn and yeah yep (laughs) oh man um to side deviate just along our our harry potter uh spectrum right now um i am so stoked i don't i don't know where this is on or when it's happening but they've been advertising for like the harry potter like game of houses and it's like the tournament of houses and it's like a quiz a harry potter quiz show and each team is going to be one of the four houses and Helen Mirren is hosting it. And I'm like, so super stoked yes. about it. Yeah. I don't I, like, I have no information. It's just been, you know, advertised. Like I said, on TV, I am super pumped. I need to Game find out houses. I need um, to find out like when it's happening, where it's happening. Cause I will be watching trivia show. Yes. Um, see, um, Fans compete for their Hogwarts house um, in teams of three. When is this happening, though? Um, you get prizes. The winning house will be crowned House Cup champion and receive prizes such as tickets to the Broadway production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I didn't know that was still going on. Mm-hmm. Advanced screenings for Fantastic Beasts and The Secrets of Dumbledore. I didn't even know that was the name of the next movie. Me neither. <laughs> wow. And a $1,000 shopping spree at the Harry Potter New York store in New York City. Um, let's see. There will be special guests. Tom Felton, Moaning Myrtles, Shirley Henderson. Um, let's see. Also, Potterhead fans, Saturday Night Live's Pete Davidson and comedian Jay Leno will appear during the show as well. Great. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Man, I was okay. already confused over like, I mean, I love it, but like, why is Helen Mirren hosting this? She has nothing to do with Harry Potter. But that's that's even more of like a way back there, like pitch. Yep. Hey, be excited about Pete Davidson and Jay Leno. Nope. Yeah. Hmm. So... Yeah, I don't found it too here. There is uh, the oh, excellent of November, TBS Cartoon Network. Cartoon oh, and then it'll be on Max HBO Max, channel. and then sure. yeah, the HBO Max. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm I, I'm it, gonna watch it. I may not like sit down and watch it like right away, but I'm yeah. definitely going to at some point. It'll be fun. Harry Potter is one of those those sad things that was so like, I think those movies are so good. It's really mm-hmm. impressive. I love I love the books and it's just really suffered from this. Like. A lot of content being pushed out there mm. to, to like minimal success, like you know, like obviously content, you mean, well, obviously, Fantastic Beasts. Um, yeah, first one did quite well. And the second one is doing less mm. well, less well received. Um, the game by Niantic, I think, has been shut down. Yeah, it's closing down this month. You know, there was um, and then there's, you know, 
I won't get into it, but there's all kinds of like controversies that Twitter likes to have for different things, including the video yeah. game that was coming up or whatever. And it's just been like, I don't know. I It's another one of those things that would have done well to just stop after the movies mm -hmm. and just at least take a take a moment, you know, and um, because arguably the state of Harry Potter is not very good right now. Like if we we're going to yeah. analyze the state of the union here for but for Harry Potter, it's just not there's not a lot that people are really excited for. Um, mm -hmm. The talk that goes around that, uh, you know, press spreads is not great. Movie reception less than stellar. It's just mm -hmm. not. You know, the Universal, yeah. I think, is the big like if you're a Harry Potter fan, you can go to Universal and love the theme park, you know? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think they would have done well to selectively release content, you know, um, like obviously Harry Potter and the Cursed Child did well and is doing well on Broadway. Um, I think they're adapting it possibly into a movie. Um mm. I'm a little nervous about that, but, you know, being that it's done so well commercially already, like, seems like there's, you know, solid storyline there. Um, first Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Probably should have, instead of, like, rushing to get more out and keep people's interest, just taking the time to, like, mm -hmm. slow down and develop a quality script yep. for the next one. And I, and I think, I, at least I hope they're doing that with this third one now. Right. Um, but yeah, it just was sort of like a mad chaotic push to be like, let's get a game out there. Let's get a video game out there. Let's get, you know, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Let's do the movies. Like, let's do all these offshoots and just didn't go well. Yep. And it's, you know, such a lack of foresight, I think, to yeah. even call those movies Fantastic Beasts, to burden them with having to be called Fantastic Beasts something. Because then you yeah. have to like you have to like focus well, somehow or incorporate magical beasts. Well, when clearly that's not the story they want to tell. Right. It, it, that's that's the part I find very weird. Um, the first movie, yes, it's a cute little callback to you know the very first book when Harry was getting his like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them was one of his textbooks. You know that's cute that we're like telling that story. The the beasts slash creatures slash whatever you'd like to call them in the first movie made sense they were in there they were done well there was no sort of like why is this here but then we should have just moved on and called the second movie something completely different yep call it you know call it just the crimes of grindelwald if you want to like mm -hmm. i don't know whatever but don't saddle it with fantastic beasts because then in the second movie i felt like they were jamming you know, all sorts of fantastic creatures in there. Not really any place for them in the movie. Yep. It, it could have been, you know, it could have been Wizarding World's Fantastic Beast, the mm -hmm. Wizarding World's Crimes of Grindelwald, or, or, you know, whatever. Or they could have gone with like they did with Harry Potter. And if your protagonist is going to be Newt Scamander, Newt Scamander yeah. and the Fantastic Beasts, Newt Scamander yeah. and the whatever. And the crimes but, of Grindelwald, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're just clearly trying to tell a story about Grindelwald and mm -hmm. what happened here 
before Harry Potter leading up to, you know, like giving context for Dumbledore and what he, the way he does things and whatever. And, and it's, I don't know. It just seems really weird that you're like planning out this saga and it's yeah. really, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like your idea of like the wizarding world. Cause clearly we have three movies that are, that are tied together and Newt Scamander's in all of them. But the first one really felt focused on him. The second one was Grindelwald. And now, surprise, we have the title of the third movie, which mm -hmm. is going to be about Dumbledore. So, yeah. So if we're having these movies, why don't just call them The Wizarding World and, mm -hmm. and then we can focus on that character in each of the movies. And I felt like, I feel like it would free up, you know, who's ever writing slash directing to yep. be like, cool, I can take a more broad approach. I don't have to like go in through this lens. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Side tangent, but interesting. Yeah. Um, we, I mentioned Harry Potter video game as one that's mm -hmm. in like production hell or whatever right now and stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, moving to the video games category, then, um, mm -hmm. we won't take too long with it, but there was an Xbox event, a 20th anniversary live stream this yeah. last Monday. Um, the rumors for the show uh, leading into it ended up all being correct. Um, and we got a list, a big list of backwards compatible games. Yes. Along with ones that have um, frames per second boost. Mm -hmm. um, this looks like it's going to be the last, for the time being, maybe ever, the last additional slew of back compat games that have been made available to the current system mm -hmm. um, but it's over 70 games yeah uh, it's quite a bit good. we had the announcement of a six-part documentary called power on coming out december 16th i think that is um uh talking about the origin of xbox and how that system came to be and everything mm -hmm. and um we got the rock we got lots of The Rock. Did you see all that stuff? I didn't see all of it, no, but I definitely saw some of it and was like, hey, what yeah. you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it was cool because he was there unveiling the original Xbox. So yes. they brought him back to do a cross promotion with his new movie and stuff. So, yeah, um, that was fun. They teased the Halo show that is coming next year to Paramount Plus. That's a show that's been also in like production hell and back and forth and is it happening all this stuff for a long time. Sure. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. Okay. <sighs> I wish things would stop coming to Paramount Plus. I agree. <laughs> can we just I, can we all just collectively like tank Paramount Plus so it can re the uh, content can be released to other platforms? Yeah, please. right. I, can't, I just can't with another platform. As I keep seeing now, I put in your Mayor of Kingstown uh, mm, yeah. advertise, and I think it looks pretty good. Um, but that's again on Paramount Plus, so I guess I'm not going to get to see that one. I know. So, but I, I don't know. I guess they're working. They're trying to sell me. Eventually, you know, there'll be enough things, and mm -hmm. just I we're just stuck having like ten streaming services, Andrea. It's just no. I refuse. I refuse. I don't well, know. I feel like I feel like I'm not going to lie. Like already Peacock might be last gasping it. 
Really? You just don't okay. hear like anything about people. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just not a lot going on there. Like, like they're not working to create what friends is that on there? Right. Yeah. I mean, they've got like friends in the office and parks and rec, but which I don't mean to dismiss those shows. Those are quality shows, big draw shows. Totally get it. But like they haven't really announced a whole lot that's new and what they have announced has not done well. Mm. Like it was a big thing. Like Halloween kills is coming to Peacock mm. TV. Didn't yeah. do so hot. Yeah. Like, you know, just it's just things like that are just, you know, is why I feel like Peacock is already sort of maybe on its way out. Could you be know, wrong. Come if, at me if, if I am. If I can have like a short little another tangent here as you bring up Halloween kills and stuff. <laughs> so it is this, you know, I'm sure other cultures have this problem too, but man, <laughs> does it seem like a problem in the West with sure. Um, this, like, after so many years, do you think we still need another Halloween movie? Like, God, no. all the scary things that can happen in the world or whatever, and you need to tell another Halloween. Yeah. Like, I was, we were, I was talking with Ashley about it. Um, when you look at anime, because mm -hmm. I brought this kind of thing before, where, um, if you sort of see the trends a few years ago, a number of years ago already, it was Tokyo Ghoul was everywhere. You're mm -hmm. going to hot topic. It was Tokyo yeah. Ghoul this and Tokyo Ghoul that. And then all of a sudden, like, um, Attack on Titan came out. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Attack on Titan. And, you know, like they had people were cosplaying as Attack on Titan all over the place. It was like more, it was one of those shows that was getting people that weren't into anime to try anime. It's a big mm -hmm. thing. Then, you know, a little later we had, um, my Hero Academia or One Punch Man, big, big shows that everybody um, was talking about. Then you move mm -hmm. into um, uh, there is um, like, God, what was the other one I was just singing? Of? Well, now we have Demon Slayer you know, Demon oh, yeah, Slayer sure. everywhere. I'm bringing box office things in Japan and all this stuff. The mm -hmm. point is, every few years, there's a brand new thing that becomes the biggest thing. And it's not just you, you, so they have their series that go on forever. They have one piece. One piece, I think, today celebrates its thousandth episode or something like that. Oof, like, dang. so they definitely are things that are serialized that continue forever. But yeah. the really big things, there's there's always something new invented. And there's like it's a quality product. They put time and energy behind it. People love it. And we just in America can't seem to do that or are completely unwilling. Yeah, let's make another Halloween movie. Great idea. Even as much as I liked the Ghostbusters, like we have we had to do another Ghostbusters. We couldn't mm -hmm. think of something new. Right. Like and with the with the Marvel stuff, we never invent new heroes. We just we just regurgitate the same ones. Mm -hmm. Let's reinvent the same hero. Let's sure. just change the casting, whatever. Like it's there's no creativity here and it can be done because mm -hmm. others do it the right. japanese market does this you know like in 40 if this was attack on titan was an american thing in 40 years we'd have attack on titan 700 you yeah. know like it just it's just sad it's just sad yeah it it's it's sad not only 
you know, for thinking about what properties could have been that are, you know, like when you think about it, like what's not getting made that could be really cool that we could right. be talking about, you know, what's not out there. But then also you, you just get to a point with something, even something that you love and you look at it dragged on so long and it just, you, you just sort of look at it with pity now, mm-hmm. you know, you just get sad and you're just like, Oh God, it's still happening. Why? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis and would love to see her in like whatever she wants to be in, why does it have to be Halloween? Yep. And why do we keep dragging this out? And I mean, knowing full well that there's another one already in the works because it's going right. to be like the final, because this like newer one is um, part of a trilogy. Okay. It was like Halloween, Halloween kills, and then Halloween ha- is they, dead. God, I hope it's Halloween is dead. <laughs> um, but it's some it's something about you know Halloween, you know forever. Or I don't know whatever mm-hmm. that some sort mm-hmm. of title already came out that they're saying yep. like this is going to be like a trilogy. Already knowing that that exists makes me sad. Yep. Right. So just. No, exactly. You know, and and like you said, what things are out there that aren't being told? You know, it's kind of like if you listen to the radio, it's like this is all there is for music. No, Mm -hmm. no, there's a lot of artists out there creating a lot Mm -hmm. of music you could go to. Just the big labels are going to choose the certain things that they're going to promote and pay the radio stations to play. And that's what you get. Right. It's yeah, it's it's hard because there's this weird sense of like, you almost already have to be successful even though you're like a brand new property to be made. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's this weird like sense of there already has to be an element of success to something because, you know, whether you're talking about books or music or television or film, so there's so little that it feels like the U.S. is willing to take a gamble on. Mm-hmm. You already have to have some sort of like draw or element or sense of familiarity for viewers to to be, you know, made. Because they think they have to spend so much money. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it like it's like Tom Holland was on record saying, I think this week or whatever, oh, maybe it's time that I step aside and we have Miles Morales be Spider-Man. Cool. Miles Morales isn't a new again. It's Spider Man forever, and that's what they want. Oh Spider-Man yeah, Spider Man forever. It's not. I it's, get what you're saying. It's just the same thing over and over and over again, versus a new character. And like again, Squid Game is the perfect example. You know, I don't know what the budget was for it, but a nothing, no known property that that blew up. Take a yep. chance on something different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're you're uh, preaching the choir over here. Mm-hmm. So we get we get some originality with games. Anyways, there's uh, some new games that keep coming out. Like, obviously, they love doing their sequels, too. But we're we do get right. new content, uh, some new ideas thrown out there yet, uh, especially in, in the indie space. So um, right. Speaking of not doing that though, and some a long-running series, the big deal from the Xbox event was that the Halo multiplayer beta is dropping, and so it did that afternoon. It's available on PC, uh, Xbox cloud streaming, and on Xboxes themselves. 
and mm-hmm. um, it um, it's fun. I've been playing it some. It's a fun fun game so far. Uh, it, ha- it does have some things that need to be critiqued with the progression system. I've been seeing that everywhere. People talking about that, so sure. that's understandable. And then they also. I don't know if they announced it during the stream or like the next day or whatever, but the game streaming beta thing is available. Basically, like when I was talking oh, a few okay. weeks ago about PlayStation yeah. Now being how it's great, you can just like have a game that's on there and just start tr- playing it. And, and then if you love it, then download it or something. Well, they're doing that now in uh, in Game Pass. So um, it's in beta mode and I hope PlayStation Now responds. We need something else on their side because uh, on the Xbox, they just took they just took one of the big things that way a PlayStation now will benefit. And mm-hmm. um, so now if you're in Game Pass Ultimate, you can see a game and you can just hit play and try it before downloading. That's excellent. So, I mean, not not to take away, but I mean, if it's a good idea, it's a good idea. Oh, absolutely. It be available. If it's going to happen, you know, absolutely. You know, it's 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 that's going to happen everywhere. So but just PlayStation lost one of their competitive advantages there. Right. So, right. You know, well, speaking yeah. of new ideas, come up with one PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know, this year they had Returnal, which was a brand new thing. They yep. took a chance mm-hmm. on. They spent a little more money. They gave them more money, uh, that studio, and then they bought that studio um that they mm-hmm. worked with for a long time so that's something yes. um and uh yeah we, uh, we'll have to talk next time probably about the game awards nominations um yeah i just got a chance to like glance through some of these um so i'd love to take a little bit more time to like see what's mm-hmm. what's been nominated i i do have to mention i was a little shocked that res evil village was nominated for game of the year okay like not not like, oh mm-hmm. my god, wildly like undeserved. But I was I was just a little surprised to see it there. Yeah, yeah. Some people have, like, you know, there's been plenty of criticism of the game awards, just mm-hmm. like any awards thing now, whatever. Yeah. Um, with I feel like it used to be that without the broad communication on the subjects, it, people would just like, well, this is the award show, and so these are going to be the good things and whatever. Now with online, everybody can discuss it and mm-hmm. break it down. And people have questions of who's all voting for this. Like who right. really knows? And so we'll have to talk about snubs and some of that yes. coming up. Um, maybe as we get a little closer, maybe come up with our own list of like what our favorite game of the year was or what you think was um, nice. most deserving. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I haven't had time to really glance through um, all of the nominations, but yeah, just just opened, of course, game of the year up just for funsies to see what was in there and was like, oh, well, look yep. at you. Yep. All right. Um, that's been our our hodgepodge episode. Some <clears throat> familiar topics for everybody. You know, we got to talk about uh, Marvel, Disney Plus and all that sort of thing. So we get we got in there. Let us know what you think. <laughs> what are you excited about? What um, what are you not excited about? All that sort of thing. Um, and let me know how much you're willing to pay me to watch the Netflix Kawi Bebop show. Because um, you know, <laughs> I'm taking donations now. Uh, or bribes, I guess. It's got to be a lot of money. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, after having watched my 10 minutes, I'm still like, 
I could I could still watch some of this. I'm still intrigued. Um, we'll see how I feel after an entire episode. I think. You know I thought I mean? it was like, mm -hmm. like yeah. I was I was interested enough in what was happening to like still like go forward and I'll give it a chance. Though I do have to say I did not enjoy the shot for shot, basically remake of the theme song. Okay. Okay. Did not was not great. I, I thought it was funny because Hideo Kojima he tweets things once in a while, or whatever, and he said like he was going to start the Kawibiwap show. Mm. And then he decided to not keep watching it. And he said he's watching the <laughs> mother show or whatever and, and watched through all that. That was great. So he said like the Cowboy Bebop show dot, dot, dot. And then I watched something else. So okay. some shade to know, like, how far, like an episode, a couple episodes, like 10 minutes, like what I watched last night, how far? Mm -hmm. Well, then, we were, you know, yeah. We were talking, you know, how sometimes anime can take a little bit, a couple episodes or whatever, but it's not really fair in because normally these Netflix shows are like 50 minutes a piece. Yeah. Anime is like 23. So right. maybe you watch two episodes and that's one episode worth of whatever. And right. even on anime, I do that a lot less now, you know, give it fewer chances because there's mm -hmm. so much available that I'm like, yeah. I don't need to spend the time giving this that, you know, second chance or whatever. So. But. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I know like when we've done some home cons and stuff like that, sometimes it takes like three episodes. I felt like three episodes, you know, for a show was often the sweet spot of am I really into this? Mm -hmm. You know, first episode's like nothing. Second episode is still sometimes a question mark. And then by the third episode, I feel like, you know, but it's hard. It's hard to give it that many chances. Yep. You know, I, th I think for a new show, a new one now, I don't mm -hmm. know if you should. I mean, I guess yeah. if someone that you have similar taste with, it's just says it Our is trust, so amazing yeah. and you should stick with it. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't think it, you know, an older show. OK, but now I feel like they have to know there's so much access to content here and so many choices. Right. You have right. to have that hook to get people in right away. And that um, just to bring it full circle that I was telling Phil yesterday, that was one of the things I appreciated about Wheel of Time it did not give a lot of exposition. And I was afraid because the the world is so rich that I could see them trying to like explain everything and mm -hmm. then jump into the show. And we got like three sentences and then they were like, nope, we're jumping right in. Nice. And I loved that. It was so great. They did not need to belabor things. Yep. Whereas like that was one of my huge critique critiques of what Amazon tried to be their first like post Game of Thrones fantasy show, Carnival Row, hmm. five plus minutes of exposition. And I was just like dragging at the end of mm -hmm. all of this. And it was so hard to get into. And I'm so glad they learned. Somebody nice. learned from that. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that's been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 83. Mm -hmm. Please follow us here on Twitch or YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, all those things. Leave comments, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We're also in just audio podcast form. So take your favorite podcast directory, subscribe, leave a review, that kind of thing. Uh, reviews help to um, other people know that they should give us a check. So look, um, thank you to Killing the Flower for our theme song. You can find them on YouTube and Spotify and Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
and my brother-in-law, Lucas333, that's Lucas with a K. Um, he's been off for a little bit, but I think he's going to be picking up this week again in the afternoons, uh, streaming. We might be doing Paladins this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. So give that a look. Otherwise, um, that's been it from us. We'll see you next week. And thanks again for joining me, Andrea. Of course. Cheers, everybody.